This is a true story. To find out what happens, what happens? when people stop being polite. Start getting. <laughs> Episode 38 of the Real World. I probably don't sound as happy as I normally do, even though I love giving the people what they want. Um, because this is the second time I'm gonna record this episode, right? So, long story short, I took the time to interview a really good friend of mine. We had a great conversation. I went back to listen to it to edit it to, you know, uh deliver my content on Wednesday morning. And lo and behold, it sounded like shit. So I've put out an episode that we've had before that sounded like shit and I hated it. And I feel like one of the people um, that she had sent it out to was like, hey, I like your voice podcast, but your audio on that was fucking terrible. I don't know if I can listen to it. And given that I don't want to put out bad quality shit just for the sake of putting out content, I decided to kind of do this one on my own. Um, so while you certainly heard like the cool intro beat, I didn't give you my normal, yo, what up? Like, welcome to episode, you know, here's what I'm going to do for you. Um, I had a friend of mine ask me about a situation prior to New Year's Eve. She wanted to go and visit a guy friend of hers. Um, and if you know, men and women very rarely can be friends, uh, yeah, you can have homegirls, homeboys, whatever. But if I'm traveling to see you, it's probably more than a friendly thing. So what brought all of this about was that she wanted to go to see him, but she wasn't really ready to take that next step. And by that next step, she means smashing him. So my grand advice was to say, yo, well, if you're going to go, you got to tell my man what's the deal. You can't go fly all the way to that guy's house, give him the impression that you want to get it in, and that's not what you want to do. And I know what you're thinking. How is she giving that impression? Well, let's just kind of look at it this way. Damn, I wish I had a girl to really tell her like her side of the story. But from my perspective, if any woman says that, hey, I'm going to take this trip to see you, whether it's by plane, train, or automobile... I want to come and see you with the effort that it takes to do that and the money that's involved. You already know there's some kind of chemistry there. There's something there. And as long as I don't really fuck that up, she's going to be down. Now, that doesn't that, you know, by any means doesn't mean that she's going to give me anything or that like I have to have sex with her or any of that kind of stuff. But the assumption is that the possibility is very, very high. I think the possibility goes up even higher if we start talking about the accommodations that we're going to have. So I have a crib. Um, I certainly can have people come over and they can sleep in my guest room. Uh, I will not have opposite sex friends spend the night in my guest room. Sorry, uh, I just don't need those problems. But if you say, hey, I'm going to come down and I want to sleep in your guest room and I'm single, I know what that means. Like... You want me to be in the friend zone. You want to be buddy-buddy. Or you at least want the perception that you're not trying to fuck me tonight. All of that's fine. 
but it also gives me as the guy the option to say, nah, this isn't something I necessarily want to do. Or maybe you want to do it. Like, hell, I just feel at this age, um, when you get to your mid-30s, it's way too late to play the friend zone game. Like, I don't have a long-time game or a long-term like game to wait for some shit like that. And I know that that sounds terrible, but I either want you or I don't. You either want me or you don't. And that doesn't mean, that doesn't need to say that things will certainly happen. But what it does say is like, hey, I can tell you what my intentions are with you and I can deal with it from that. And I think as long as I'm honest with that, you know, things tend to go better. But let's get back to the point of, you know, uh, the situation. If you tell me your intentions, that totally changes how I have an outlook on things. Am I going to be aggressive and pushing it up on you? Um, no. Am I going to do certain things that I would do if I felt like we were in a different space? No. Like, I'm going to let you rock. I think that that's the thing that people need to do. And a lot of times we get into situations, especially with people, just because we don't communicate properly. That was the biggest thing that I told her. Like, yo, if you're going to do this, you know, you need to let that man know that you're not going down there for that. One of her rebuttals, and this is where shit gets really like, let's just say dicey. Um, and I'll say it's dicey because I don't want to leave people with certain assumptions. But her words were something to the effect of, well, hey, if he was buying my flight, he'd be much more likely to get some. I'm not calling my friend a hoe. I don't think that's hoe shit. I'm going to just keep it all the way real. People feel like, yo, you got to pay to play. And as crazy as that shit sounds, as a man, I know if I take you out on a date, the first date, like I'm paying for the second date, I'm probably paying for the third date I am paying for. So if I'm not willing to put out both time, money, effort, and I'm a cool ass nigga on top of it, you probably aren't really trying to fuck with the kid. And that's okay. That's your right. But this is part of the exchange. One of the things that I always tell women, um, and if I had a, a daughter or a sister and she was of, a, of an age where these are the conversations we'd have, I would tell her, like, look, guys want to have sex. Women want to have sex. But here's your job as the woman. When I see you, everything is physical. I don't know anything about you. All I know is that you have these characteristics whether you're tall, short, long hair, short hair, bald head, whatever kind of rocks, because you could be Amber Rose. You could have the body, no body. You might be, you know, you might be like a white guy. White guy tend to like women that have no butts. That's their thing. They like flat asses and nice boobs. Cool. If that's your thing, I'm rocking with it. But in my pursuit of trying to have sex with you, what I need to do is find a way to fall for you. Your job as a woman and I know that I'm going to get killed for this. If you are single, your job as a woman is to get me hooked on you, the person, during my pursuit of trying to have sex with you. I'm going to repeat that again. Your job as a woman is to get me to like buy into you, the woman that you are, the things that you're about, your personality, while I'm trying to figure out where we're going physically. Because if all I do is see you, I don't know anything about you to say, hey, you know what? I want you for you. I don't know you for shit. You could be the best person or the worst person I've ever met. All I know is that you look good in a dress or leggings or whatever it is that you're wearing that day. Hell, you could be bae from the gym and I just think you look good while you're working out. 
So to skip past all of that, your job is to figure out a way to make you be known and wanted for more than just your sexuality. I think that's the thing. As much as people might hate it or love it, that's a true statement of where things go. So if I have somebody that comes over as a guest and I buy their flight, do I expect to get some? Expect? No. Am I thinking like, you know what? This is probably going to go down. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Like if we met out of town and for some reason we've had conversations enough where, you know, I met you in Miami. We kicked it hard there. You wanted to come see me. And somehow I decided to be that guy and I bought you a plane ticket. I think you're coming to have a great weekend. What great weekend means you be an adult and figure that out. We'll have a lot of fun. We'll do some stuff together. And that'll be that. Um, as a woman, I always caution people that you can certainly do anything that you want. I don't really subscribe to calling women hoes and doing stuff like that. Um, and it's not because I'm holier than thou, but I don't think that titles actually apply to most things. I don't know what your history is. I know what people can say. I also know that people lie a lot. I don't know who's done what with who or why or when. I just know that timing is everything. And if I play my cards right at the right time, almost anything can happen. So if you're coming out the fly to see me, these are the things that are running through my head. I will tell any woman, let your intentions be known. If you just want to come out to figure things out, to see if this guy's a nice guy, you can tell him that. Tell my man like, yo, like, you know, I want to stay in a hotel or I want to stay in your guest room or you can sleep on your couch. <laughs> like there are a billion ways that you can get around the heading to this to say what you want to your intentions to be without it just being like, I don't want to have sex with you. That might sound hard for a lot of people. For me, I could care less. I'd rather just be honest about my intentions to get it out of the way. So let's, you know, in 2018, if you have these situations, Let's just use communication. Use your words. Words mean something. The easiest way to keep from having a misunderstanding is to use those words. We'll be right back after this quick break um, so you can get some hater to love it. And now, hater to love it. Here's what my friends say call me and say, yo, I don't like what you talked about on your last episode, or here's some things that you can do better. I'm always willing to listen. Um, would I be so willing to listen if somebody outed me in public on a, on a particular forum? Maybe not. Um, I probably would then feel like I want to clap back at somebody. And while that's my right, that's probably not the grown-up thing to do. But I say all of that to say... Uh, I heard the chloroseptic remix that Eminem was spitting where he was talking to all the naysayers, uh, whether that that's Joe Budden or, you know, everyday struggle that doesn't exist anymore. I don't know who he was talking to, but I do know that the, the premise of it was like, hey, you guys aren't giving it a chance. You're taking shots at me and you don't even know my story. You should listen to it before you judge it. Give me the benefit of the doubt. Um... Here's what I'll say. As a grown person, 
who's in an industry, you should certainly respect or not respect, but you should certainly expect that people are going to have things to say about you, about the things that you do. If you were not in the public light and didn't want that kind of attention, you wouldn't have picked the career that you picked. For everything that we do, whether you know it's the nine to five desk job or you're an officer or you know you do something, criticism can potentially come your way. How you handle that criticism shows the kind of person that you are. One of the things that I hate now is that it feels almost like we're in a, in a place where no one can criticize you without you taking it personal or that people are just overly critical. Like you have the media beating people up a lot of times. Like the media tends to put hit pieces on certain individuals for various reasons. But I can understand why that causes people to want to have a forum for themselves. Because of social media, everybody now has an outlet. Just don't let your outlet turn into like a situation where, and I'm going to coin the phrase that Diddy said years ago, um, and I remember my boy had it on a Sean John shirt. Don't let bitch assness run rampant in your life because you're upset about the things that were said about you. At the end of the day, you have, you know, the right to defend yourself. Nobody should just kind of come at you anyway or sideways. But you can certainly handle the way that people, you know, direct criticism towards things that you do in a more constructive light for yourself. Because honestly, you probably aren't going to have a voice bigger than the people coming at you anyway. And I think that Jay-Z said this first. Um, you don't have to respect it. People take shots at you, ignore it. You're bigger than them. It's hard to do now because everybody's petty. I'm petty myself. I feel like I'm the petty king. But I try not to put my pettiness on display for everybody to see. Like, I don't take subtweets of people. I don't take shots of people on, like, online with my rather small following. Like, if I know you and I got a, an issue with you, I just come to you and say it. It's, a, it's easier that way for me. So... Don't do as I say. Don't do as I do. Find your own lane. Just please try not to practice in bitch assness in 2018. Um, I get an email or a DM or some kind of direct message uh, about something called boosting. For those who are not familiar, um, boosting is uh, basically like a computer program that runs on your social media stuff that is designed to get you more attention or more followers. It's not organic. It's based on a computer algorithm. They like stuff uh, and hope that people see the things that you're liking of theirs so they like things of yours right back. Now, while this sounds all well and fine, it kind of brings it to a larger point that I have an issue with. Um, I hate now that the largest voices in the room are the people that we listen to. We got a president elected because he had a large following. He was very well known. I won't say he was popular, but he was extremely well known. And he happened to have the loudest voice. So we see how this kind of like thinking can be extremely dangerous on a, you know, 
on a macro level. Now, if I'm looking at it from just my own perspective, I don't want people to rock with me or listen to the stuff that I'm saying because everyone else is. I don't want to get get on the wave like that. Like if you think that the only reason that my content is any good is because, you know, X amount of people co-signed it. What is that really saying? Like, I'm going to keep it all the way real. And I'm probably about to bash somebody that doesn't deserve that. There are certain artists, rappers. I don't see the vibe like they're not for me. Um, that doesn't mean that they're not great for someone else. But even though all of these people are co-signing this person and putting their stamp of approval on it, that person just does not work for me. So I need to go out and find people that that fit in the lane that I want to see. This is how I could find somebody like a sci high and I could really appreciate his music. This is how I could find somebody like currently, uh, sir, he signed to um, Top Dog Entertainment. So he's running with Kendrick in them. And I like his music. Like, I don't need to find the most popular person in the room. Like, yeah, Hove is going to come out with something. And we know we're all probably going to love it because it's Hove. But in the same you know, breath and the person that I was speaking to, I don't really like Dave East. I keep trying him and I'm giving him, a, you know, the benefit of the doubt. And I don't like his music. And I'm not saying that he's a bad person or a bad dude. So when I say I don't like him, I just don't really rock with his music. He got stamps of approval from Nas and plenty of people. All the chicks love him because they think he's like, you know, an attractive guy. I want to like his music. I believe my man's from Harlem. Who doesn't like Harlem rap? But that just goes to show you that just because you have a huge following doesn't mean that like what you're saying is that impactful. It can be. And I don't want to dissuade people from saying like, yo, just because somebody's big, we shouldn't listen to them. Nah, you should listen to whoever you want. Just give the little guys some some tries too. we don't have to worry about people that just are on like a national stage having something interesting to say. Um, last, I want to, you know, kind of end my my hated section uh, with something that I feel like we all know. The internet is fucking undefeated. We can add H&M to the list of things that has been taken down in the last few years just on the internet. The first big thing that I can think of in 2018. Um, I'm speaking specifically to like the the shirt with the, the young man uh, that said, you know, I'm the coolest monkey in the jungle. Now, do I think that that shirt was in poor taste? Sure, I'll buy that. Um, but if I'm completely honest, it didn't bother me. And I feel like people are way too sensitive about a lot of things, especially things like this. One of my big problems and the reason that I'm saying this is because I can honestly say that any ism is usually wrong. But if you're actively doing stuff that's, you know, considered sexism, I'm going to throw Trumpism in there. Yeah, I hate him, too or something along those lines, you can really miss me with all of the complaints about what H&M is doing. Like, I have a hard time with you being like, yo, if bitch is your favorite word, um, like Too Short said, it's really hard for me to understand how you can kind of put women down all of the time, but then in the same sense be like, yo, we need to boycott H&M. Like, think about that for a second. I saw so many people that have kind of come out caping against that and saying how it was wrong. 
but look at your own actions. So if you're not willing to stand up and be a better person and kind of like say no to all isms, you can miss me on jumping on this wave. Until then, I really don't want to know what you have to think about this ad. Like as a person where I know myself, I'm not perfect. I don't claim to be perfect. You can certainly point out things in society that are wrong. We all have that right. And I never want to stop people from doing that. But let's take an honest look in the mirror at the things that we tend to have outrage about. That tells a lot about like where our priorities lie. And if you remember, H&M got way more publicity than Baltimore City Schools not having heat. Think about that for a second. And now that I'm done with um, all of this deep stuff or me trying to kick that knowledge of what I think is knowledge of self, uh, I didn't really love anything this week. I'm just going to keep it real. Nothing kind of stood out to me that I thought was great. Um, but even though I didn't love anything, I'm really happy that we still have life. Uh, my bulls are losing, which sucks. My Bitcoin isn't winning right now. Chester Tita still hasn't gotten um, impeached from the office. But honestly, I could say that, you know, today is a good day. Like, I, I didn't have to use my AK. Uh, my family's all alive. Everybody's doing well. My friends are okay. Um, I have other friends who are welcoming new additions to their family. It's just all sorts of things to be happy about that in real life matter. And not necessarily something that I can kind of point out and say, like, yo, here's something I like this week. So if you think about stuff like that, there's always things that you can be thankful for. And I want to end on that. Um, don't worry. Be happy. Tomorrow will be a better day. And if it's not, it's at least another chance for you to do something and make it better than the day before. Um, this is episode 38 of The Real World. And I'm out. Uh, I promise to fix my mic issues when I have guests because I really know that Shan's going to kill me for this one.